Hello and welcome back to Dramini Audio Fix. My name is Amber, and today I'll be reading Chapter 27 of All You Want by Senlin Yu. This fic is rated E for explicit and does contain consensual sex. Chapter 27 My Heart Finally Trusts My Mind Draco blinked slowly and his expression didn't so much as flicker. To be clear, Granger, are you asking me out? As in, wanting to be in a relationship with me? Hermione blushed. Yes. Is that... Had she somehow misunderstood the entire conversation they'd just had? She had expected at least a change in expression. Maybe smiling. Draco looked to be carved from marble as he stared at her. Would you want to... to try that? She studied him carefully. Hermione's omega subconscious began to skitter nervously in the back of her mind. And would this relationship be a known thing? His eyes were narrowed. You're upsetting your alpha. He doesn't like this. You're ruining everything. You're too needy. Hermione viciously smothered the internal whimpering. I don't see why not. Loads of people saw us yesterday anyway. His expression was still entirely blank. Hermione eyed him for a moment and then released a sharp, angry puff of breath. I don't think the issue with us is communication. I think the issue is just us. There's too much of the wrong kind of history. She pressed her lips together. Never mind. She didn't finish the word because Draco's mouth had crashed into hers. He pinned her to the mattress and kissed her until her lungs felt on the verge of bursting. Then he dragged his mouth away from hers and kissed along her jaw. Shut up. Shut up. Don't you dare back out again. You asked me out, Granger. I'm holding you to it. He was growling in her ear as his hand slid down her body. Hermione gave a gasping laugh of relief as he nipped her ear. Maybe you should try being more encouraging. This is the second time you've been horrendously discouraging about me approaching you. I don't actually have loads of experience with it. You could stand to be a bit nicer. Draco dropped his head against her shoulder and groaned. I was trying to make sure there wasn't any angle I was possibly misunderstanding you from. I'm going to die from chronic stress if I have to keep pretending not to like you. Hermione laughed again. Oh, well, I'm not asking you to be in a secret relationship with me. Good. He kissed her again and then slowly worked his way across her cheekbones toward her ears. Draco was purring. Alpha and Omega biology mostly seemed like some variation of canine biology manifested in wizards. Draco seemed more cat-like, like a panther. He was lying on top of her, nibbling her ear, and she could feel pleased rumbling in his chest. It was simultaneously relaxing and hilarious. Do you? She snorted slightly. Usually purr. Draco lifted his head to stare at her and the vibrating stopped. I purr? You were, just now. You were purring. He blushed, apparently entirely unaware of the phenomenon. Hermione snickered. I liked it. I just didn't know if you were doing it on purpose. Hermione's eyes were crinkling in the corners as she grinned at him. By all means, continue. Cheeky. He kissed her nose. Minx. He kissed her forehead. Annoying. He kissed her cheek. Hermione burst out laughing. Fanciable. He kissed the other cheek. Mine. He kissed the dip at the base of her throat, and she felt the tip of his tongue flick out. She bit her lip and gave a low moan. 
He continued down her body. He avoided her glance, kissing and teasing and worshipping. It wasn't scent marking. It wasn't a biological imperative. It was Draco kissing her. He pushed her legs apart and traced his fingers along her inner thighs. His hand slid to her knees and he sat up and stared down at her. His eyes were dark and possessive. He'd stared at her possessively before, but it had usually been masked, or she'd been too lost to fully appreciate it. He wasn't masking it anymore. He trailed his eyes slowly along her body, so intently she could almost feel his gaze on her skin. His thumbs were drawing slow circles on the inside of her knees as he knelt between her legs and studied her. You are so lovely. I think I could stare at you forever. He leaned across her body and caught her lips with his. You're so good, he said. His whole body was pressed against her, hot and hard. She slid her hands across his shoulders greedily. Mine, mine, mine. She no longer felt like she had to beg for him. He was hers. She got to relish it. She slid her tongue along his and pulled him closer until she felt crushed beneath him. She was safe. She was safe. She was so safe with him, and he was safe with her. You're mine, she said, tangling her fingers in his hair and drawing their faces apart enough that she could stare into his eyes. He looked back at her without dropping his gaze. Hungry, possessive, adoring. No wonder he'd avoided meeting her eyes for long in the past. Even when his expression was closed, his eyes betrayed him. She could feel the magic thrumming between them, lacing through her body until she felt keyed to him. She wondered if it were a glimpse of what soul bonding felt like. No sense of where one person's magic ended and the other person's began. Just the two of them, entwined in the most intrinsic way they possibly could be. You're mine, she said again, grinding against him. She could feel his cock against her thigh. The knot had eased, but he was still hard. She studied his eyes and watched them grow even darker. I want you to look at me during the day. I want to study with you. I want to sit next to you during classes and walk through the halls with you, so everyone knows you're mine. I don't want anyone to hurt you again. He stared down at her. You sure, Granger? She nodded. I don't do things by halves. If anyone dislikes what I do, they can bugger off. She arched an eyebrow as she looked up at him. If you're dating me, you have to call me Hermione. It's a rule I have just invented. He smirked. Are there any other rules, Hermione? Just one that I can think of at the moment. And that's... You need to shag me, right now. She wriggled under him and ground against his leg. I want to feel you inside me. I want to look in your eyes when you come. He smiled. I can do that. He dipped his head down and kissed her. He palmed her breasts and shifted, and she felt him sliding between her folds, coating himself with her arousal. She parted her legs more and felt him prod her entrance as he slowly pressed inside her. He looked in her eyes. You're so good. You're so perfect. Hermione could barely breathe as she stared into his eyes and felt him fill her. The back of her mind was keening. She took him so well. Every inch of him. She could, because they were made for each other. Her alpha. She arched her back as she felt herself stretching to accommodate him. Fuck. He groaned when he was buried to the hilt inside her. He kissed her. My good girl. 
She caught his face in her hands as she kissed him back. Perfect. She arched her hips and moved with him. He slid a hand up to tangle in her hair at the nape of her neck, tilting her head back and meeting her eyes as he thrust into her, hard, fast. He knew the way she liked it. It was the most intense thing Hermione had ever experienced, fully lucid and attuned to him as their eyes met. I think I love you, she almost wanted to say. But she didn't, because they had only been in a relationship for half an hour. She kissed him instead as she wrapped her legs around his hips and locked her feet under his arse. He started to slow, but she wouldn't let him. She shifted her hips and urged him faster, deeper. She could feel him start to swell and arched to ensure he nodded inside her. God, you're fucking perfect, he gasped. You have no idea. She wanted to say something back, but when she opened her mouth, she could only moan as his cock moved inside her. She was so close, so close. She clung to his shoulders. He was still looking into her eyes when he started to come. It was like a shockwave of magic rippled outward from them. Their magic hadn't just touched. It merged for a moment as she felt herself hit climax. It was like flying, or falling, or perhaps both at the same time. She was enmeshed with him, entwined. They were two pieces that snapped together, completing parts of her she hadn't known she had. For a split second, his emotions pressed into her until she could feel them. She could feel him. You're perfect. So perfect. I'll always take care of you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll never let anyone hurt you again. You're such a good girl. Mine. Be mine, always. The words were almost torn from his lips. He meant them. She could feel how much he meant them. The intensity with which he meant every word was almost crushing. He wasn't saying it because he had to. He was saying it because he couldn't not say it. Oh God, Draco. All she could see was silver. She clung to him as the world around them slowly bled back into existence. Her fingers tangled in his hair as her chest heaved while she tried to catch her breath. Mine, you're mine, she said as she wrapped her arms tightly around him. You're my alpha. She didn't let go as she fell asleep. When they woke again, it was late morning, well past breakfast. Hermione stared at the clock on the wall and realized they were missing arithmancy class. Oh, bollocks, she muttered as she sat up. Draco stirred beside her with a groan. She leaned over him. Is your head all right? You should go back to the infirmary and get a final checkup. He made a face, but nodded. I will. Hermione scrambled off the bed and started gathering her clothing up off the floor. She'd be walking the halls in pajamas at midday. She hadn't really thought through things very well the day before. Pansy still had her school bag. Hermione groaned under her breath. She flicked her wand and performed a cleaning charm on her body and pulled her clothes on. I'll take you to the hospital wing she said as she tried to find her bra. Had she been wearing a bra? Apparently not. Then I'll walk you to the Slytherin dorm so you can change into a fresh uniform. I'll need to go get clothes from Gryffindor Tower. She bit her lip. I don't want to leave you alone in the halls, though. Maybe I can stay in pajamas until you're in class. I can just transfigure them a bit. Draco stared at her incredulously as he buttoned up the hospital pajamas he'd arrived in. Grange... Hermione... I don't need you to babysit me, his voice was plaintive. Despite my many bad choices in life, generally speaking, I've been able to survive fairly well until now. 
I'm not having you escort me through the castle in your pajamas because you expect me to die without you. Hermione blushed but remained unmoved as she finished dressing. I'm sure it will be fine. I'll move my things here and it won't be an issue after today. Draco buried his face in his hands for a moment. I realize that being followed through the school by Crabbe and Goyle since the first day of first year gave a bad impression about my abilities, but I am capable of walking down a hallway alone. I was distracted and tired yesterday. I don't need you to be my bodyguard. I don't want anything to happen to you. Draco walked over and caught her face in his hands. He squished her cheeks slightly as he stared down at her. Granger, he caught himself and rolled his eyes. Hermione, I'll be fine. I'm not going to let anything happen to me because I'm not going to let anything happen to you. And also because I'm a Malfoy, and we are infamously self-preserving. Ask anyone and they'll tell you as much. I believe there's even an article about it in the Daily Prophet. You're not going to follow me around the school for half the day in transfigured pajamas. Then a sly smirk curled across his mouth. However, if you want to move in here with me, I will not have any objections. Hermione gnawed her lip. I'm just a bit paranoid right now. You already got a concussion. If you got another brain injury, it could be really serious. I'll be fine. I'll see you at lunch. Go get changed. He quirked an eyebrow. And comb your hair. You're nearly as tall as I am right now. Hermione reached up and found that the tangled curls were nearly on end. She pushed it down and tried to run her fingers through it. He pressed a kiss on her forehead. I'll see you later, assuming I get a clean bill of health from Pomfrey. He left while she was detangling her hair. The moment the door clicked, Hermione pulled out the marauder's map and watched him make his way indirectly toward the infirmary. She had considered giving him the map, but if he had it, then she wouldn't be able to find him. When he reached the infirmary unaccosted, she made her way rapidly toward Gryffindor Tower. When she got to her room, she found her school bag laid on top of her trunk. She opened it and found it very obviously reorganized. A pocket had been emptied and filled with all the scrolls Pansy had given her the day before. Hermione's mouth twitched as she pulled out the scrolls and put them into her trunk. She took a quick shower, detangled her hair, and made a point of scrubbing all the residual ink stains from her hands and fingertips. She took her daily suppressant potion before getting dressed. She checked the map again. Draco was in the Great Hall with Theo and Zabini. Ginny was already eating when Hermione arrived in the Great Hall. The head girl arched an eyebrow at Hermione and scooted over to make space. Did you put my school bag in my room? Hermione asked as she sat down. Mm-hmm. Pansy Parkinson gave it to me. She made a comment about leaving medical information lying around, all snooty the way she does. Does she know? Did you tell her? Hermione pursed her lips. I didn't. She figured it out on her own. She's known for over a month. I should mention it to McGonagall. She'll want Parkinson to sign a non-disclosure form. There was a lull until Hermione was taking a sip of pumpkin juice. In unrelated news, I got the strangest report about students running in the halls early this morning from several portraits. Well, not really both of them running, Ginny said dryly in a low voice. Hermione choked and nearly snorted her juice. Ginny, get stuffed. I'm just telling a funny story, Ginny said, waving her fork in lazy circles. Hermione rolled her eyes. It was an accident. I just sort of lost my mind for a bit. I didn't take my suppressant at the usual time, and since Draco was in the infirmary, he wasn't around to... snog. So this morning, I sort of... 
jumped his bones? Hermione turned red and gave a short nod. Anyway, we're dating now. I, I asked him out this morning. There was a pause and then Ginny leaned closer. Wait, I thought last night you said... I know what I said, Hermione cut her off sharply. But we talked and there's a chance it's not that way. I'm not, I'm not assuming it's all going to work out, but I want to try. So I'm telling you because in a minute I'm going to walk over and ask him to walk to the library with me. Ginny shifted and looked down at her plate. That will be rather public, you know. Don't you think it would make more sense to start more slowly? There are students that are going to be really pissed off about this. I don't want you to lose friends over a relationship that might not work out. Hermione's jaw tensed. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not planning to snog him publicly, but I'm not going to keep him a secret either. If there are too many obstacles for it to work, I'd rather know right off. There isn't really time for me to slowly try out a relationship that isn't going to survive. I'd rather not get any more emotionally invested than I already am. If dating Draco is a deal-breaker for people, they're probably not friendships I cared about. Well, that's very... efficient of you. Hermione nodded. Ginny gave a low sigh. So, are you going to tell Harry and Ron? I'm going to write them today. I'm more worried about their reactions than anyone who's here. I'm hoping they'll come around eventually. I'm sure they will. By your wedding. Maybe once you have small, pointy-faced kids climbing the walls. Or when you celebrate your 25th year wedding anniversary. They'll probably realize you aren't going to change your mind by then and be supportive about it. Hermione's mouth quirked and she looked over at Ginny. I appreciate that you do. A lot. I know you don't like him. So it means a lot that you're supportive. Ginny gave a small smile. Well, I'm holding out that he bollocks it up and I get to hex him in the end. But if he makes you happy, I'll try to be supportive. I don't know what I'd do if I were you. Hermione finished lunch and shouldered her school bag. Well, I'm off. She could feel Ginny's eyes on her back as she made her way across the room to the Slytherin table. Draco was sitting near the end of the table with Blaze and Theo. He met her eyes as she approached. Hermione felt it like an electric shock laced through her spine, a flicker of the connection between them. Hermione stopped about three feet away and gave him a small smile. Draco, I'm going to the library. Would you like to walk there with me? Draco eyed her for a moment. Sure, Hermione. He dragged the R in her name out. I was planning to head there after lunch. Sabini quirked an eyebrow beside him. Oh, were you? He drawled loudly. I thought you said... Draco kicked Zabini violently under the table. Zabini yelped loudly and nearly doubled over. Pansy and I were heading to the library too, Theo said, his eyes round and innocent. Can we join you? We can start a study group, Theo's tone was cajoling. Draco appeared to try to kick Theo too. Theo appeared to move his shins in time and just smirked smugly across the table at Draco. Slytherins and smirking. Was it a house thing? Hermione had visions of Snape sitting in the Slytherin common room, teaching first-years how to smirk condescendingly. Start your own. Ours is full, Draco said loftily as he stood up. And exclusive. He looked down at her and, although his expression was indolent and smug, she could see the hesitation in his eyes. They were taking a huge plunge together. I have a lot of transfiguration reading to finish, and we have to figure out the charm work for our arithmancy project, so... She shuffled slightly. I thought a study date would be a good start for us. Not, not that it has to be a date. 
Draco's eyes crinkled in the corners. Sounds like a good date to me. Zabini made a gagging sound. You two are worse when you're not snogging. Have fun in the library. Draco's entire face twitched marginally before he schooled it back to an expression of indolence. He slung his bag over his shoulder and gave his friends a lazy salute. As he and Hermione turned to leave, she caught sight of several stunned and disgusted expressions on the faces of nearby students. She tilted her chin upward, reached out, and caught hold of Draco's hand. Her eyes darted over to Ginny for a moment. Ginny gave a smile and a small thumbs up. They walked semi-sedately out of the great hall and down the hallway until Draco pulled her into an empty classroom. You Gryffindors really don't do things by halves, do you? He pushed the door closed and looked down at their entwined hands. Hermione stuck her jaw out. Well, everyone was glaring already. I figured I'd give them something to be really angry about. She studied him. Are you all right? Did Pomfrey say you're all right? He rolled his eyes. My brain is fine, although I'm still not supposed to read excessively for the next several days. I don't think that woman knows anything about seventh-year course load. Well, most students aren't studying for nine newts. Her hold on his hand tightened. We have a lot of the same homework, so I can read to you. You fell asleep yesterday, but I finished the metallurgy book. I think I found out what type of charm work we'll need. Her heart was beating rapidly as she looked at him. Aside from Victor, she hadn't really dated anyone, unless she included her failed date with Cormac McLagan and the awkward way in which she and Ron had sort of danced around each other and snogged a bit without ever defining things. She wasn't really sure how dating was supposed to go, especially since they were already shagging each other on the regular. Draco seemed to have been thinking the same thing. So, I'm new to interhouse relationships. Any rules I should know? Hermione's mouth twitched. I don't know. Not, not everything is defined by rules. But if I don't know the rules, how can I exploit them? He asked in a low purr as he moved closer to her. Hermione giggled and clapped her hands over her mouth in mortification. Let's just start slow and see how things go. All right. He smirked and pinned her against the wall before he snogged her. End of chapter 27 Narrator's Note Thank you so much for listening to Jermaine Audio Fix. I recently set up a coffee page, that's K-O-F-I, for those of you who would like to support my work with a donation. You will find the link in the episode and podcast description. Thank you so much for your support.